Praise the Lord, Cade. Y'all doing all right this morning? Y'all doing all right this morning? Good, good, good. Y'all see these young people up here? Y'all notice they not out robbing nobody. Y'all notice they ain't out doing nothing they ain't supposed to be doing. So when it's time, I'm going to give you something. When it's time to give God glory, everybody in here should give your own praise to God. Everybody in here should give your own praise to God. I'm not excluding anybody. We can't praise God for you. You got to give him your praise. Amen. Amen. I can't hear you. Amen. All right. All right. Now, uh, now you can fellowship with your friend. Y'all still got a minute and 27 seconds to fellowship. Get it out. (laughs) Get it out. Thank <laughs> you. 
And so we come here this morning believing that we're going to leave here better people. So, Lord, let us open our hearts, open our minds, open our spirits to receive the songs of praises, to hear the prayers, to listen to the scriptures. And then, Lord, to be fed by your word. And when we leave this place, Lord, let us not be so selfish that we do not share with someone else that there is a Jesus who is alive, and he's alive in us. It is in the precious name of Jesus that we all will say together, amen, amen. 
Amen and amen. Give God a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And our young people, they're coming to us in song. Peter came to him and said, Lord, 
how oft shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him till seven times Jesus saith unto him I say not unto thee until seven times but until seventy times seven therefore is the kingdom of heaven likened unto a certain king which would take account of his servants and when he had begun to reckon one was brought unto him which owed him ten thousand talents but forasmuch as he had not to pay his lord commanded him to be sold and his wife and his children and all that he had and payment to be made the servant therefore fell down and worshipped him saying lord have patience with me and i will pay thee all then the lord of that servant was moved with compassion and loosed him and forgave him the debt but the same servant went out and found one of his fellow servants which owed him a hundred pence and he laid hands on him and took him by the throat saying pay me that thou owest and his fellow servant fell down at his feet and besought him saying have patience with me and I will pay thee all and he would not but went and cast him into prison till he should pay the debt so when his fellow servants saw what was done they were very sorry and came and told unto their Lord all that was done. Then his Lord, after that, he, he had called him, said unto him, O thou wicked servant, I forgave thee all that debt, because thou desirest me. Shouldest not thou also have had compassion on thy fellow servant, even as I had pity on thee? And his Lord was wroth, and delivered him to the tormentors, till he should pay all that was due unto him. So likewise shall my heavenly Father do also unto you, if ye from your hearts forgive not every one his brother their trespasses. Y'all will bow your heads for a word of prayer. Lord, we thank you for this day, Lord. We thank you for allowing us to assemble here to worship, Lord. Lord, we ask that you uh, have us forgive our trespasses and forgive those that have trespassed against us, Lord. Lord, we pray for this community. We pray for our, our city our state and our nation, Lord, and the leadership that we have. Lord, I pray for the sick and the shut-in. Also pray for those that are bereaved, Lord. Touch and heal as you see fit. Lord, now we pray for the spoken word that you have it convicted. Touch our hearts, Lord, and he that brings it to us. Lord, we thank you for these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I think that you uh, can tell the difference between me and Pastor Buckley. <laughs> Come on, y'all. It's not. <laughs> but I'm here to give pastoral emphasis. Our pastor is at home resting. Let's get that a hand clap of praise. He's setting an example for us. You cannot burn that candle at both ends and in the middle and not get any rest. And we know, uh, I want you all to do a thunderous thank you clap, and, and uh, I know our cameras can get it. A thank you to him for the awesome job that he did all week long. I mean, didn't he? Our president, the 16th president of the General Missionary Baptist State Convention. Reverend Buckley, thank you, thank you, thank you. 
I would be remiss, and I know he would do it if he was here. Uh, all of you that showed up, I mean, Mary Coleman, I just want to give our state president, uh, Sister Mary Coleman, stand Mary. Mary did an awesome job with the women's division, our layman's division, all of our layman's that were there. Would you stand? Let us look at our layman's that were there. Thank you, brother. Our Ursha board, you all, let's give them a hand. They were awesome. They were awesome. They were there every day, every night, and they looked good in them white uniforms and just standing tall and, and, and bringing us in for every service. Just wonderful. Now to this unbelievable orchestra. Did they not show us a wonderful example? And of course, I know you all are ready to give that hand clap of praise to our young people. We had 50 young people registered at Tougaloo College. All of our directors, there were five choirs. If you all missed it, you missed a treat this week. Our state convention is solid and it's on its way. And we know it's because of the dynamic leadership of Reverend Buckley. Amen. Amen. Now, that includes our emphasis, and we do not have any other special announcements. So we're getting ready for that time in the service where you all can participate. Reverend Harris. Don't lose that smile. You've been clapping, you've been clapping, you've been praising the Lord. We've been in the midst of a big time, a good time. So let's keep that smile because it's now time to give. And you ought to be happy that God has allowed you this opportunity to give and bless you to give. Amen, amen, amen. To those who are and uh, who are viewing us, there are three ways that you can give. You can give by the Cade app. You can give by texting the number on the screen. And you can drop by 1000 West Ridgeway Street and put your offering in the depository. For those that are here, your ushers will visit you. Praise the Lord. We give for three reasons here at Cade Chapel. We give because it demonstrates our obedience to God. We give because... We support, it allows us to support ministry local and worldwide. And it is a demonstration of our thanksgiving to God for him providing for us. Amen. God bless. Give and you shall receive. Amen. God bless you.
for allowing us to give and, and the privilege of giving, Lord. We pray, uh, we thank you for these gifts, Lord. We ask that they're used in accordance with your will. We ask that you multiply them so that we can further uh, your objectives in this kingdom. Lord, we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Brothers and sisters, you know we all need prayer. And the Bible tells us to pray one for the other, for there is strength and unity, and that the Lord God blesses a fervent prayer. But then there are members among us who are asking for special prayer. And each week we learn of new opportunities that we have to take part in the ministry of one another. So let us continue to pray for those that are bereaved. The family of Mother Cora Montgomery, the Henderson family, the Coleman family, the Beaton and Johnson families are all asking for our continued prayers as they go through this, their time of bereavement. And thankfully, as of 8 o'clock this morning, there were no recent members reported as being deceased. Oh yes, amen, amen. In rehab, we're asking you to continue to pray for Brother Walter Cheatham, as well as Brother Larry, Benny Larry, and then recovering at home, who are also asking for our continued prayers, is Sister Doris Johnson Williams, Sister Sharon Turner Davis, Sister Mildred Yvette Smith, Brother Levi McBride, Brother Sammy Henderson, and Brother Al Levy. And then there are a couple of members that are asking for special prayer for special needs. Sister Lynn Humphrey, Sister Pat Gaines, and Brother Larry Bingham are asking for the prayers of the church. And as we always say, pray when you can. Visit where you can, and every day of your life, just thank God that you can. Amen.
say one thing that about our pastor when he called me and asked me to do this for him and I said pastor anything you want just let me know he said he's going to be resting and he needs to rest whether you believe it or not pastors are human just like anybody else they get tired they get weary they get frustrated but they always depend on the power and enablement of God's Holy Spirit. During the convention time, the state convention, I noticed one thing, the pastor, when he got ready to do his presidential address, he said that he wasn't going to be able to hoop the way he wanted to. But believe it or not, this is what I'm talking about when a soldier is wounded, but yet it's still the mission get accomplished. That's exactly what I meant last week when I said when a person go way and beyond the call of duty for somebody else's sake, there's no doubt in my mind that person would be a major candidate for the Congressional Medal of Honor. Amen? With that said, go with me to Matthew chapter 18. Now, our message is coming from 18, verses 21 through 35, which you have already heard. But we're just going to focus on 18, verses 21 and 22. Is that all right? All right. Here we go. Then came Peter to him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me? And I forgive him till seven times, Jesus said unto him. I say not unto thee until seven times, but until seventy times seven. You may be seated. Dear Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you this morning for this opportunity. We need you right now, Lord. We need your spirit. We ask that, Lord, that you speak in a way that you desire for me to speak. Use me for your glory and your purpose. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. 
I want to speak just briefly for a while this morning from the subject matter of forgive and forget. You know, this past week, the General Missionary Baptist State Convention of Mississippi Incorporated held its 133rd annual session right here in Jackson, Mississippi, the city with soul. And what a blessed and inspired time in the Lord it was. I don't know about you, I had a good time, praise the Lord. I was blessed. Because Jesus, the convention theme and still is, was we are light. Because Jesus said we are to be the light to the world as he is the light of the word. So keep this in mind as I speak briefly from our topic, forgive and forget. Let me start by asking this question. Can a Christian love and refuse forgiveness at the same time? Another way of saying, can those that are light live in darkness the same time. You, you either in the light or you in the dark. You can't have them at the same time. In reference to this question, please allow me to share this with you. And that is that we as saved believers must always remember that it is not possible to dress up paint a beautiful picture of ourselves as Christians while at the same time painting a face of hatred and darkness and unforgiveness in our heart toward our enemies, our fellow members, and our sisters and our brothers. It's impossible to do. Many people have heard they often use cliche concerning sins others have committed against us that says I can forgive but I can't forgive you heard that before however is this what the Bible teaches does God treat us this way the Bible is very clear that God will forgive the transgressions of sinners who repent. He promised to be merciful and never remember them no more. As Christians, we are called upon to be forgiven in our nature, always willing to let bygones be bygones. As Baptists, as especially missionary Baptists, we promise to be slow to take offense, but always ready for reconciliation. Yeah, we did promise that. To freshen your minds, just in case some of you already forgot that promise, and when you made that promise, do you remember the church covenant? Well, if you look at the fourth paragraph, you find that it says, we further engage to watch over one another. 
in brotherly love, to remember each other in prayer, to aid in sickness and distress, to cultivate Christian sympathy and feeling and courtesy in speech, to be slow to take offense, but always be ready for reconciliation and mindful of the rules of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, to secure it without delay. We made that promise. Our faith teaches us to forgive others as we ourselves would like to be forgiven. Our purpose and objective is to grow in our faith such that we can both forgive and forget. Just as Jesus Christ forgives our trespasses, trespasses and forgets them forever. And he does that out of love. Now, as we look at the exposition of our today's text, we consider Jesus Christ as he gives an age-old lesson about the nature of forgiveness. The question was asked of the master, how many times should a brother be forgiven before that brother becomes unforgivable? Till 77 times? to suggest that any person could have feared us 490 times. Not seven times, but 77 times 70, which equals 490 times. In other words, as long as somebody offends you, we are to forgive them for their offenses. Now, the number 490 does not imply that if a person makes the 491 offense, <laughs> we ain't going to go there. So don't, don't, don't worry about that. That's not what it meant. It don't excuse you to forget, not to forgive and forget. That number 490 times is an indefinite amount of time. As often as he offends you, we are to forgive. Now Jesus further illustrates his point by telling the parable of the servant who owned a debt, who owed a debt and was forgiven by his master. But he himself would not grant the same mercy to the person that was in his debt. See, our obligation is to show forgiveness to all that we meet and greet just as Jesus Christ shows forgiveness to us. Let me share some qualities of forgiveness. Just briefly, according to Webster, y'all know who Mr. Webster is. Forgiveness is the remission of the penalty due for an offense or to excuse or to pardon for a fault or an offense, to remove anger or resentment. It is the setting aside of any penalty that is due because of a sin for act. You see, without forgiveness, our anger and negative response against our offenders continues, sometimes even to the point of physical 
And we see that going on all over the world right now. Right here in our nation, our state, our city, our county, our, even our neighborhood. See, forgiveness, on the other hand, requires that we set aside all revenge, all acts of retaliation and anger. We forgive because ourselves have been forgiven by Christ himself. Now, I've known some people in the past that have been so angry about something that happened way back 30 years ago. They're still angry and mad. Every time you see that person, you get mad. Every time you hear that person's name, you get mad. You wake up in the morning, mad. You brush your teeth, mad. You go to work, mad. You come back from work, mad. You just mad, mad, mad. As a matter of fact, you get so mad, you get steaming, your eyeballs get fireball, red smoke coming out your ears, your nose, your mouth, and everywhere else I can imagine. And what's so critical about this, what's so, I guess, just ignorant, the person that you mad about, that person at home in the bed sleep. I ain't thinking about you whatsoever. No more than a cow jumping over to the moon. I say that because, see, forgiveness requires compassion. I say that because one of the understanding factors relating to true forgiveness is our understanding that no one, even our enemies, consciously does that which they believe to be wrong. See, the human mind is so constructed that a person must convince himself to believe that whatever they did to us was right and justified in some way. Their feelings are not always correct, but that's where compassion comes in. To understand the situation from the point of the view of our offenders. See, as Christians... We strive to exhibit virtue in every aspect of our lives and hope that God will open the eyes of our enemies to see the error of their ways. See, when we respond to our enemies in love, we facilitate the action of the Holy Spirit. When we respond in hate, our enemies respond to us the same way. See, when Jesus Christ hung on the cross, those who made fun of him, those who made taunting, humiliating remarks, and even those who nailed him to the cross thought that they were doing the right thing. The soldiers saw him as a public menace that was causing unrest among the people. The crowds that followed him saw him as a great miracle man who was able to perform mighty works but for others, but unable to do any great works to save himself. The unrepentant thief saw him as just another lawbreaker, like himself, who was claiming supernatural power. 
But Jesus understanding their feelings and the root causes of their actions chose not to hate or to retaliate because he could easily pierce the soldiers with their own swords. He could easily call lightning to strike the crowds. He could easily cause the thief to choke on his own words. Instead, he uttered the words that were so famous that we always remember. Father that showed his compassion. For them, he said, Father, forgive them. For they know not what they do. Like our Savior, Jesus Christ, we too should strive to be forgiven. When people make fun of you, Father, forgive them. When they make Ways to make you fail and backstab you in the back. Father, forgive them. When people dig dishes to you to fall in, Father, forgive them. When people lie on you, Father, forgive them. When people gossip behind your back about you, call you everything but a child of God, Father, forgive them. When people make ways difficult and rough and tough, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. So in conclusion, let me say this. If you've been deeply wounded or wronged by someone, the Lord knows how you feel all too well. Many times in the Bible, people said and did awful things to Jesus, yet he remained walking in the Holy Spirit and refused to allow his heart to become hardened. See, forgiveness is very difficult for the flesh to grasp, which is so vital that we draw close to God. It is my desire, church, and prayer for each of you today that you hear the Lord when he speaks to you and bring peace to your heart wherever needed. So whenever someone wrongs you and you feel the sting of hurt and pain, I want to leave you with these three reasons why you should forgive and forget. First, you should give and forget because God forgave you. This is the number one reason why we should forgive others is simply because God forgave us. See, God is so full of love and ready to forgive when we sincerely ask him. And so should we over and over. God has forgiven us more times in our lives than we even realize. The second reason why we should forgive and forget because forgiveness frees you from bitterness. Whenever you hold resentment towards someone and hold forgiveness, it opens a door to the enemy of your soul to poison you with bitterness, insecurity, and even barricade ye from blessing that the Lord wants to give you. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 31 through 32 says this, let all bitterness and anger, revenge, profanity, 
and insults be put away from you. But instead, be kind and tenderhearted, forgiving even as the God for Christ's sake has forgiven you. See, when we choose to forgive, it's not the same as choosing to condone or excuse for what happened. It's choosing to release the resentment, the hurt, and allowing the Lord to heal us of any damage it may have caused mentally, spiritually, or physically. And finally, the third reason I want to leave you with why we should forgive and forget is because man's revenge is not God's justice. Now, if you've ever been hurt by someone and have felt the sting of betrayal, rejection or pain or whatever happened, then the thought, there's no doubt in my mind, if it never but a thought of revenge may have crossed your mind. <laughs> if we, to tell the truth, <laughs> yeah, that happened a lot of times. It's only natural to want justice for yourself. But most of the time, the world's way of settling the score is not the will of the Lord. Romans 12, 19 says, Dearly beloved, avenge not yourself, but rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, Vengeance is mine. I will repay, said the Lord. So we see that a lot of times, we as Christians sometimes create our own pain, our own unhappiness, our own discomfort. And one of the many ways we do this is holding a grudge or resentment, not willing to forgive and forget. So if you have someone, a family member, a friend, a loved one, who you have not spoken to or seen in years because of some event of some sort, I challenge you to contact that person and forgive them you will be surprised what God will do for you. Amen. At this time, we'd like to extend the invitation to the discipleship by opening the doors of the church. If you are having a hard time letting the past be the past, then why don't you try Jesus? He will give you the grace to forgive and forget. And John chapter 1, 12 says, But as many received him, he gave the right to become children of God, even those who believed in his name. Romans 10, 13 said, Whosoever. Now, who is whosoever? Whosoever. Whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Jesus is calling on you right now. He's knocking on your door. And this is not the first time he has knocked on your door. He has knocked on your door once before, but the devil come and tell you, said, wait until you get yourself together. Jesus said, come just as you are. And he will get you together. See, the devil don't want you to receive Jesus Christ. 
He don't want you to confess the Lord because he knows you will find the truth and the truth will make you free. If that be one, you can receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior by repeating this prayer after me. Lord God, I admit that I am a sinner in need of a Savior. I believe that you paid the price that I may have eternal life. Rose on the third day from the grave, now sits on the right hand of the Father in heaven. I ask you now to come into my heart and be my Savior. If you said that prayer, will you come now? We believe that you have been born again, and Jesus is there waiting. Don't be ashamed. Come on now. The Lord will bless you. He will make you wonderful. He will free you. He'll give you compassion, understanding, and wisdom. And that be one. There may be somebody here that's looking for a church home. If you're looking for a church home, K Chapel is the place to be. This is the place where we come to worship, we grow, we connect, and we serve. Will you come now? There may be someone in need of prayer. We got some prayer warriors right here willing to pray not only for you, but pray with you. Will you come? Would that be one? Lord, I want to be a Christian. Yes. In my heart, in my heart, everyone. Lord, I want to be a Christian with everyone in my heart, in my heart.
we know that this is uh, Communion Sunday where we prepare ourselves for Holy Sacrament. But before we do that, because when we do the sacrament, that's the last thing we're going to do and we will process out. Uh, there is one emphasis that needs to be made to remind us about next Sunday. And Deacon Wilson is going to do that right now. Good morning, church. I am here with emphasis on the pastor's anniversary. To God be the glory for the many blessings he has bestowed upon us. One of these blessings is our luscious pastor, Reverend Reginald M. Buckley. Jeremiah 3.15 states, And I will give you pastors according to my heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. For 15 years, Pastor Buckley has been a great shepherd of God's flock entrusted in his care. On the leadership of our pastor, Kay Chapel continued to be a beacon of light and a place where we worship, grow, connect, and serve. On next Sunday, July 31st, 2022, join us in celebrating our beloved pastor and his, on his 15th year pastor's anniversary appreciation. This year, the Pastors Anniversary Committee is asking all members for a $75 donation. If you do not have $75, please give what you can. Of course, if you would like to give more, you are certainly welcome to do so. Thank you in advance for your support in making this 15th year Pastors Anniversary celebration a success. God bless you. Amen. Those of you that are at home, if you did not have the opportunity to come by and get the elements, just get a piece of bread and some juice as we get ready to observe one of the two ordinances of the Baptist Church. We have that of baptism, and then we have the one that we always observe on fourth Sunday, which is that of the Lord's Supper. The words say, For I pass on to you what I received from the Lord Himself. That on the night when He was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took some bread and gave thanks to God for the bread. And then He broke it in pieces and He said, This is my body which is given for you. And he went on to say, do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, he took the cup, which contained wine, and said, this cup is the new covenant between God and his people. It is an agreement confirmed with my blood. And do this in remembrance of me as often as you drink it. For every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are announced in the Lord's death until he comes again. We used to sing a song that said, Search me, Lord. Search me. And if you find anything that shouldn't be, take it out and straighten me. I want to be saved. And that's what 
appeal we're making today, Lord. Search us, and if you find anything that shouldn't be, take it out and straighten me. I want to be right. I want to be saved. And I want to go to heaven and spend eternity with you. Let's take now the bread, which represents God's broken body that he gave for us. He who was without sin that became sin for us. Let us eat together. Likewise, in the same manner, he took the cup and said, this cup represent my shedded blood for the remission of sin in the New Testament. Let us drink together. The Bible says after they had supped, they went up into the Mount of Olives, sang the hymn. I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood for me. said a marveling word for me. Go with me. 